can't sit there and just say that. Let us say hallelujah. Can you imagine what the folk were doing on the ninth day in the upper room? They were patiently awaiting the tenth day. Isn't that right? So tonight we got some dynamite speakers coming. I'm here to introduce the speaker, but I do honor Bishop Roby, our senior bishop, and Mother Roby, and all of the other bishops and their wives, and to the overseers and the whole congregation. It comes my duty to introduce the speakers for tonight. We have with us tonight Overseer Johnson from Washington, D.C., Pastors Friendship AOH Church of God in Deanwood Park, Maryland. He is also the Overseer over the 9th District, which is Ohio. And he will be our first speaker. Our second speaker will be Overseer Lonnie B. White. And he's better known as the Storm Coming. He is the pastor of the Avery Street Airways Church of God in Daytona Beach, Florida. He is the overseer over the 16th district, which is Georgia. We will hear these brethren in the order that they've called. Let us say amen for Overseer Horace Johnson. Thanks. Let me hear you say praise the Lord again. Truly, we do give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to Senior Bishop Roby, to our Board of Bishops, and to our overseers, Mother Roby, to our bishops' wives, and to our overseers' wives, and all of the delegates, pastors and delegates that makes up this wonderful 78th Pentecostal meeting. Now, I was doing fine for nine days, eight and a half, till we reached this point. Amen. I've enjoyed the messages that have gone forth. And I said, I told Sister John, I said, one more day. One more day and we'll be on our way. But then Bishop Roby said, Overseer Johnson tonight. So here I am. I told Sister Johnson, I said, well, uh, I, I can't do much singing. I hear the brothers get up and sing, whatever. But I said, if I were to sing a song, I'd just say, Lord, I just want to thank you. No, I'm not going to sing it, honey. She's looking at me. I'm not going to sing it. Lord, I just want to thank you that you've been so good to me. And the Lord saved my soul, and tonight I stand here saved and sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and clothed in my right mind. And when I say clothed in your right mind, I mean a mind to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, a mind to be found doing the things that's pleasing in his sight. 
Now, we, 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 we've heard some very fine messages. Now, I, I won't be before you very long. I'm not too much of a long-winded preacher. But I would like to leave a thought with you. We've been here nine days and one more to go. And, and I think we ought to leave here with perhaps this thought on our minds. That is to focus on the future. We're going to have someone to read for us out of the book of Colossians, chapter number 3, verses 1 through 4. And you pray for us as we go forth. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above. Set your affection on things above. Not on things on the earth. Not on things on the earth. For ye are dead. For ye are dead. And your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Verse number two, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Focus on the future. Now, the word, that two-letter word, if, signifies or represents on condition that, or a condition or qualification, and is used to introduce an indirect question. If ye then be risen with Christ. If ye then. You say you're saved. You say you're sanctified. Now if ye then be risen with Christ. Then we ought to focus on the future. Now, now the word focus is defined by Webster's Dictionary this way. To make a clear image, to adjust one's eye as to make a clear, distinct image. To concentrate one's attention on something or someone. It means to fix or settle on one thing. Brother David said in the word of God, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. His mind 
was focused on the future. Brother Paul tells us in Philippians, For what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. He said, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dumb, that I might win Christ. In other words, his mind was focused on the future. He said, I was circumcised on the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, and as touching the law, a Pharisee. But I count all of these things for loss that I might win Christ. His mind was focused on the future. Then he went on to say that I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, he said, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend, for that which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. He said, brethren, I count not myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. He said, I press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ. His mind was focused on the future. We, we, we are living in the last days. Now, we are living in what they refer to today as the now generation. People are demanding and seeking pleasure now. But we are living in perilous times. Amen. The times that we're living in are evil and wicked days. But the Word of God tells us, but the wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. But the Word of God said, but the wicked are like the troubled sea, when it cannot rest, whose waters cast out mire and dirt. The Word of God said, there is no peace, save my God, to the wicked. Therefore, hell have enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. The Word said, the wicked shall be turned into hell 
and all the nations that forget God, they have forgot to focus on the future. They forgot to focus on Jesus Christ. It's time for us as children of God. It's all right to shout. Nothing wrong with that. But we ought to know what we're shouting about. We ought to have our mind fixed on the coming of the Lord. It won't be long. It's later than you think. Amen. And we don't want to be left here when Jesus comes. We've got to realize and examine ourselves to see where we are in Jesus Christ right now. The Word of God says to examine ourselves, see if we are yet in the faith. It tells us to prove ourselves, as they, except we be reprobates. The Word of God said, but I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. A reprobate is a morally unprincipled person, one who is destined to damnation, rejected by God, and without a hope of salvation. We need to focus on the future, examine ourselves, so we won't have to stand and, and run from God like Brother Adam did when the Lord Jesus Christ had to break his Sabbath work and came through the garden and said, Where art thou? Amen. We want to have on a robe of righteousness. We want to be focused on the future. We need to take stock and see where we are. We ought to have our minds on the coming of the Lord. But the Word of God said now to them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. He said the second time apart from sin because when he left the first time he had taken all the sins of the world. But praise thou God, the word tells God tells us surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every way to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Unless you declare righteous, you can't even stand in the presence of God because the Lord Jesus Christ is the righteous judge that's going to judge the world by the standards of righteousness. Forget those things that's behind you and focus on the future. The word of God tells us, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord and we'll have mercy upon him 
and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways. My ways, say the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts, your thoughts. And for those that are spiritually wicked tonight, the Lord Jesus Christ said, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from it heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their lives. He said, and my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto thy prayer that is made in this place. For I now have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. It's time for us to focus on the future. Look up your redemption tonight. I say today's generation are pleasure-seeking. But the Word of God lets us know that we as children of God have our pleasure in Him. The Word of God, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Then it says, sing unto the Lord. O ye saints of his, and give thanks unto the remembrance of his holiness. Hey, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually come out of my mouth. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together, because in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy, joy, joy cometh in the morning. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. I tell you, saints, my pleasure tonight is in Jesus, because in him I live, I move, I have my being. He's a help for the helpless, he's hope for the hopeless, he's joy for the joyless, peace for the peaceless, the friend to the friendless, strength for the strengthless, a father to the fatherless, mother to the motherless, lawyer in a courtroom, the doctor in a sick room, the doctor said no, Jesus said yes, he's joy in sorrow, hope for tomorrow, thank you Jesus, focus on the future, thank you Jesus, get our minds, get our minds fixed on the coming of the Lord. Pray the Lord, we, we're living in a materialistic society now. We're living in a society where folk have to possess everything. 
I don't care what the Lord gives us sometimes, we still have to have the biggest car, the finest house, the largest bank account. Man have more worldly goods now than ever before. Still he's not satisfied. The Lord Jesus Christ said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? I heard someone say, I don't care what your stature in life is, how large your bank account is. I believe Bishop Bell said, you don't have nothing if you don't have Jesus. You're naked, you're wretched, you're amen. You don't have nothing if you don't have Jesus. Brother Paul said, charge them that are rich in this world that they not be high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. But the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The Lord Jesus Christ didn't say there was anything wrong with having good things. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou prosper and be in health. But focus on the future. Don't worry about what you wear, what you have in the pocket. Amen. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added to you. Get your mind right. Get your mind fixed on Jesus. Jesus Christ will do the rest. Jesus Christ. Anything you need, God's got it. Everything you need, you'll find in Jesus. Jesus has it all. Thomas said, I've been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. You see, I'm a seed of the righteous, because I've been born of the righteous one. His name is Jesus. Yeah, yeah. His name is Jesus, the righteous judge. I don't know about you, but I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm rich. I've got Jesus, and that's enough. Won't be very long. But when Jesus comes back in the clouds, it's not going to make any difference to him what you wear. Whether you're wearing blue jeans, or Hickey Freeman, whether you're wearing Stetsons or Goodwills, a $50 shirt or a hand-me-down, hey, whether you buy your clothes at Macy's or second-hand store, Hart Chapman Marks or Act 3, focus on the future, be clothed in a robe of righteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When you come back, he's not coming to see what your address is, whether you live in a mansion or sleep in the street, but focus on the future. Have a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. It's not going to make any difference to Jesus 
what you're riding in or what you're riding on, whether it's a skateboard or a Cadillac, a scooter or a BMW, a wheelbarrow or Mercedes-Benz, we need to focus on the future. Start singing, low down a chariot and let me ride. Forget about your possessions. Die in rags, but die saved. Die in a hut, but die saved. Die in the street, but be baptized in his name. Filled with the Holy Ghost and anointed by God. Focus on the future. Focus on the future. We gotta be like Brother Paul, who said, I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. He said, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, which the Lord, the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all of them also that love his appearance. Now, 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 Paul says, uh, that lest that by any means, when you preach to others, you find myself to be a castaway. Keep your minds on Jesus. Jesus who's both God and man. As a man, he thirsted. As God, he gave living water. As a man, he went to a wedding. As God, he turned the water to wine. As a man, he slept in a boat. As God, he said, peace be still. As a man, he was tempted. As God, he sinned not. As a man, he wept. As God, he raised Lazarus from the dead. As a man, he prayed. As God, he makes intercessions for all men. That's what Paul means when he said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, amen, received up into glory. He was made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. He is the light of the world. He is the bread of life. He's a true vine. He's a good shepherd. He is the way. He is the life. He's the door to the kingdom. He's the faithful witness. The perverse forgotten of the dead. The prince of the kings of the earth. The king of kings and the lord of lords. He said, I'm Alpha and Omega. The first and the last, the beginning and the end. See, Jesus Christ knows the end from the beginning. He knows the hearts and minds of all men. Focus on the future. He is the Lord who is, who was, and who is to come. The Almighty. He, I'm he that liveth and was dead. And said, Behold, I'm alive forevermore. 
I have the keys of hell and death. Jesus Christ is the whole Bible, the theme of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, from the beginning to the end. In Genesis, he's the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's the high priest. In Numbers, he is the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he is a prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he is our judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he is our kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he is our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he is our reigning king. In Israel, he is the rebuilder of the broken down walls of human life. In Esther, he is our Mordecai. And in Job, he is our everlasting redeemer. For I know my redeemer living. In Psalms, he is our shepherd. In Psalms and Ecclesiastes, he is our wisdom. In the Song of Solomon, he is our lover and bridegroom. In Isaiah, he's the prince of peace. In Jeremiah, he's the righteous branch. In Lamentation, he is our weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he is the wonderful four-faced man. And in Daniel, the fourth man. In life's fiery furnace. In Hosea, he is the faithful husband. Forever married to the backslider. You can come back to Jesus. In Joel, he's a baptizer with the Holy Ghost and Father. In Amos, he's our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he's the mighty to save. In Jonah, he is our great foreign missionary. In Micah, he's the messenger of beautiful feet. In Nahum, he's the avenger of God's elect. In Habakkuk, he is God's evangelist crying, revive thy work in the midst of the years. And Zephaniah, he is our savior. And Hagar, he is the restorer of God's lost heritage. And Zechariah, he is the fountain open to the house of David for sin and uncleanliness. And Malachi, he is the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his, we in his wings. Then when you're going over to the next New Testament, you find in Matthew, he is king. In Mark, he's a servant of man. In Luke, he's the son of man. In John, he's the son of God. In Acts, he's the Holy Ghost. In Romans, he is our justifier. First and second Corinthians, he is our sanctifier. In Galatians, he is our redeemer from the curse of the law. In Ephesians, he is the Christ of unsearchable riches. In Philippians, he is the God who supplies all our needs. In Colossians, he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In first and second Thessalonians, he is our soon coming king. In first and second Timothy, he is our mediator between God and man. In Titus, he is our faithful pastor. And Philemon, he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. In Hebrews, he is the blood of the everlasting covenant. In James, he is our great physician for the prayers of faith shall save the sick. And first and second Peter, he is our chief shepherd who shall soon appear with a crown of unfading glory. First, second, and third John, he is love. In June, he is the Lord coming with 10,000 of his saints. In Revelation, he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is Abraham's sacrifice, Lord Rainbow, Abraham's ram, Isaac's well, Jacob's ladder, Israel's burdens, Jacob's scepter, Bethlehem's shallow, 
Moses' rod, uh, Joshua's sun and moon, uh, Elijah's mantle, Elijah's staff, uh, Gideon's fleece, uh, Samuel's horn of oil, David's slingshot, uh, Hezekiah's sundown, Daniel's vision, uh, Amos' burden, and Malachi's son of righteousness. He is Peter's shadow, Stephen's signs and wonders, Paul's handkerchief and aprons, and John's pearly white city. He's a father. He's a father to the orphan, a husband to the widow, to the traveler in the night. He is a bright and morning star. To those who walk in the lonesome valley, he is the lily of the valley. He is the rose of Sharon and honey in a rock. The future belongs to them that belong He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you to myself. But until them that look for him shall he appear. Focus on the future. God bless you.
tonight told us to focus on the future and a lot of us want to go where Jesus is but we won't, don't want to do the thing that will take us there see there's some preparation got to be made in order to get where Jesus is he will not become contaminated at all. So if you're here tonight have made that preparation, then you ought to think like Isaiah was thinking whenever he said, the day the king us I die, I also saw the Lord. And when you heard the voice of the Lord, 
was asking who would go, he confessed and said, Woe is me, I'm undone. Man of uncleanness. See, if you, if, if you are undone and if you are with unclean lips, you got to make some preparation. Glory. To get where Jesus is. God honoring his thought. God honoring this man, the desire that he had in his heart and released a seraphine and he went to the altar with the prose and got a live coal and touched his lips and purged him, fixed him up. Wherein when he heard the voice of God, he said, Lord, here am I. Can you say that tonight, Lord? Here I am. Send me. Oh my. You're here tonight. You haven't been fixed up. You're not prepared. It's time for you to make that decision. Now, will you stand with me tonight? Will you step out in the aisle and come down and say, Lord, here I am. Send me because you'll be focusing on the future. And there's no better time than now to make that start in focusing on the future. As the minister said tonight, hallelujah. We need to make that start. If you want a new home, open Zion. If you want prayer, I need it, daughter. Anyone design prayer? Prayer is good for what's ailers. And a lot of time we be ailing and don't know it and don't realize. But just come for prayer. The Spirit move on you. If you think, if you have a desire you need for prayer, will you come? And kneel at the altar. The ministers is here tonight to pray for you, to minister unto you. That God might intervene in your life. Whatever the condition, whatever the circumstances, God is a way maker. Will you come tonight? Will you come and let God fix it for you? Sometimes we've did all we could with it. We've tried every way possible to work it out. And we find we cannot do it. We can't handle it. And all we got to do is turn it over to the Lord. And let him work it out. Will you come? Will you come? Step out in the aisle and come down tonight. And let God work it out. Let God fix it for you. But he knows what to do. He knows how to do. He knows when. Oh, will you come tonight? God is waiting. God is waiting. He's able. He have enough resource to fix it for us tonight if you would just step out the aisle and come on down and let God fix it for you. Woo, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, come and let God do it for you. Come and let God fix it for you. Come and let God work it out for you. Hallelujah. Well, he's able tonight. And he's waiting. Oh, you ought to come. You ought to come. You ought to come. Hallelujah. You ought to come and let him work it out for you tonight. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 
blessing tonight. Oh, you ought to come. Why, the latter rain is coming down. You ought to come and get a good dose tonight. You just ought to come and get a good dose tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, bless him tonight. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, bless him tonight. Oh, you yet has time. You yet has time. You yet has time. You yet has time to come. Oh, bless him tonight. Oh, praise him. Oh, praise him. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Saying this is the ninth day. Today, just before Pentecost fully come. Oh, and we can praise him tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. We're going to bring before you our own the Bishop Jasper Rowan. Will you stand and receive him? Bishop Robert. Praise him, praise him, praise him. 
Praise the holy name. Don't you feel it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because we know it ain't a Lord God beside the one who gives that sacrifice for your sin. If there's another God beside him, he didn't make anything. Amen. 
The devil protests God. Amen? And he ain't made nothing but trouble. Huh? And he in the bottomless pit and a crowd going with it. Amen. You know, you can see the spirit of the devil how he works. When he was thrown out of heaven, he said he's going to set his kingdom above God. And that's when I enjoy when you preach the name of Jesus, when you preach that, the devil trembles. You can show a whole lot of other stuff, but it's power in the name of Jesus. And you don't have to say Mr. Jesus. I know it. Call on his name. Don't you love him? And if anyone thinking this is another God, they're thinking wrong. Cause we got some, got three, and ain't serving now. <laughs> Yet in deeply in sin. <laughs> They got too many gods. And you don't have to do nothing but just don't believe in God. And that's enough to carry you to hell. You don't have to do nothing else. Just don't believe in that God who come and made that great sacrifice for you. God found himself a body. He didn't use nothing. He found him a body. And made that big sacrifice for your sin. And the preacher that thinks you three... He sure got a big mix-up. Amen. It didn't say God's. It didn't say God's made the word. It said God made the word. And God so loved. Well, let he give his life as a sacrifice. Get off the bulls, help us. All kind of sacrifice. But just one sacrifice calls us out of sin. And that's the one he made. Is that right? This has been a great tomorrow be our last day. But we can see ourselves. The Lord has worked wonderful in this meeting. Great. And it's so sweet and nice to we people who love the Lord. Is that right? Uh, when this is over, you will find you who really got that mind to do what's right. You know you do what you don't care. Where are you? I don't care how deep I have. I was kind of moved to know what prayer can be. And you don't have to be hollering either. Because I was flying to Dayton, Ohio. And when I got almost in Cincinnati, the man said he didn't have no landing gear. Brakes are going bad. And you know, uh, you could feel in the air, and you, 
you, you ain't, ain't got nothing to stop. But you know what? I, I, I know what God can do. When I was here, I don't know what's it. But I just said a prayer. I said, Lord, take care of us. And protect us. And he said again, he said, we can't land in Dayton because the wind will be behind us. But he found out if he go to Pittsburgh, he'd be meeting the wind. So they opened everything. And when I got to Pittsburgh to the airport, they had every, every plane off the seat. 